with Adrianosaurus. I'm one of the co-hosts of Supercoach Guns and Adrianosaurus. I'm here with my fantastic host uh, to co-me in this talking about TLT. Nathan, how are you, mate? I'm doing all right. You know, uh, relatively uneventful TLT. That's always good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, pumped for a good round two, uh, hopefully for both of us. I am, a lot of you will remember that, obviously, when I did a TLT last year, it was on the Tuesday night, but because I do the uh, dual position with the Whisperer, I can't really do it either, and it also works out better for Nathan for us to do it on a Wednesday. I know that you guys probably like it fresh off the press on a Tuesday night, but look, hey, if you don't want to listen to us, you won't hurt my feelings. I don't care about being famous. Um, But if you do, um, well, hopefully we can put out a decent TLT. And and actually, I don't mind it because I get the TLT. I have my fresh thoughts about it. When I was writing this, I had my different thoughts about what I'd like to do. I had a bit of a a look at now where the dust is settling, some of the trade in and out trends. Um, so I don't mind having a look at it on the you know the wash up of the next day. Um, Super Coach Guns on all of the socials. They can find you whether it's NRL or BBL on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. You're on uh, Super Coach Guns and the same on Facebook. If you want to find me, Super Coach by Adrianosaurus. You can find me on everything else uh, on all of those. Um, look, yeah, like you said, it was a pretty uneventful um, TLT. I'll go through the teams. Um, I've written down the basic notes of it, and you can add into to it anything um, that I might have missed there, Nathan. Um, Panthers versus the Rabbitohs should be an absolute ripping game. Um, you know, the Panthers don't want to start zero and two, do they? And but it's they're coming up against the red hot Souths. Yeah, it's going to be a that's going to be a good game. I think that like I feel like Panthers surely they can get up this one. Yeah, surely, right? It's it's a home game. We're going to go over the ins and outs, and we do know that um, Trell is in doubt uh, with that knee injury. Um, look, Garner is going to survive to start. He, we're going to look at the most sold um, and bought. We obviously talked to you on the uh, Sunday night um, potty, and you're not impressed with Garner. But I, I thought it was even possible that they may not start with him and that um, you know he, he could be back to the bench. But he is going to start. We'll talk about whether we think um, we agree with a lot of the cells this week, and I think Gardner will be on there, and we'll get our two cents on whether we think it's a good um, choice. Sorensen's out with a concussion. We went over him being one of the ones that got it last week, and the turnaround is too short. So Matt Eisen, who is going to come in on the bench. Um, obviously for Souths, um, they, oh, sorry, obviously for um, the, the Rabbitohs, Cheekham's going to come in in the 12 for Arrow. Um, Trell is in doubt. Um, so you'd imagine it'd probably be Taft that goes to fullback if Trell is out. And if that's the case, I would very confidently pick um, Penrith Panthers at home to bounce back from their uh, round one loss. Tavita Totola um, is out with the head knock as well. Um, so Saluka Fafida is going to come in. He's, they've got him starting. I think it could be Moali, maybe. Um, and Cartwright's going to come in on the bench. There's um, some pretty decent lock, uh, losses. Um, Totolo, he, he's probably their best prop, isn't he? I think yeah. after the end of last year and, you know, um, Burgess is getting a bit older. Uh, and Jai Arrow, you know, he's he's pretty handy footy, footy player himself. So a couple of big losses. And with Trell in down, um, you know, it could be interesting. Obviously, Trell's pretty reasonably owned as well. What would you do? Mm. If, you, if, if I was a Trell owner, well, 
that's a very tough one. Yeah, because Turbo's on um, the buy, so it's, it's exactly. a bit tricky. Oh, nah, you, you, you'd cop the AE. You'd have to cop the AE. It's a free loop, like dead set. And I know it sucks because you're probably copying a Ted from Franklin Pele or Carl Pereira or whoever, but you can't you can't sell either of them mm. because it's a weak Philatrell at most. He's, he's looking, apparently, according to the Roll Physio, he can play this week, and, he us- and usually they do with his sort of injury. It's just the performance isn't quite where it usually is. So he might be even lazier than usual. Yeah, but- still, he'll still do something, I imagine, and I'll, I'd still happily play him. Uh-huh. But you see, in, yeah. in, in um, round one, that was probably the best combo you could have gone, Trell and Turbo, and, and I have had a couple of... the worst. Yeah, I've, I could have had a couple of... I've had a couple of DMs where people are like, oh, what do I do, Ado? And I'm like, well... You know, you could go to Teddy, um, but he was less than uh, perfect and he's got a buy coming up. It's just really poor business. So it's an unfortunate mm. thing if he is out. Um, moving on to the Eels versus the Sharks should also be a really good game. They both had a loss um, uh, mm. first up. Uh, both very good teams. Um, I'm going to probably be tipping the Eels in this because there's no Nico there. We did talk about, I mean, they got beaten up the middle by Moali and, um, you know. Mm. Uh, so look, I just, um, I'm going to tip them. They, they do play pretty well at... Um, Combank? Yeah, I mean, it is the Eels at home, so you never tip against the Eels at home, that's for sure. Mm. Um, but I think this will be a very close game. Yeah, very close two game. rippers, I, I reckon. Have these, yeah, I have these two teams, these, these teams on level pegging right now. Ignore the pre-season, ignore the uh, losses last week and that. If they Going into this season, I would have said that they're probably level pegging with, without Nico Hines, of course. Um, just on Michael Cheekham, he started as well last week. Yeah. So it's not even a injury thing. So yeah Arrow, uh, yeah, Arrow was on the bench, wasn't he? So Yeah, like 234,000 for a second row center wing. That's pretty good business. And, you know, he's playing 80 minutes. It's it's not too bad. He's no, an listen, option. I'll get a look at him this week. And if he goes yeah. out and does half, what did he score last week? Like 45. Yep. So if he goes half decent this week, he could be a nice little, if you've got a downgrade or you need to flip across from one to another, if he looks like he's going to... Um, Stay in that because oh, I, I did hear, I did see that Arrow was, you know, using the middle off the bench. Um, over the other, oh, so we're on to the next game. Um, Russell's going to come in for Lumiloon on the wing because um, obviously he was suspended and I think he would have been there anyway. Um, over to the Cronulla Sharks, Wade Graham. Did you see what his defense was? He said, because I've copped um, a lot of high shots and concussions, I've got to go higher in the tackle. I can't go low because it's giving me more concussions. <laughs> No dice. Uh, no dice there, Wade. You're suspended for four weeks. Um, look, that's no big deal because any people that were on Teague Wilton or were worried about Wade Graham, I think it was answered in the trials and it was answered in round one. Uh, Graham yeah. was coming on in the middle. Yeah, he was. Uh, but this does put the debate to bed. Teague is now an 80-minute back rower. It's confirmed. There's no one on the bench that will take minutes off him because Connor Tracy has replaced Wade Graham. So you can lock in Teague Cray. And I, as such, I've locked him into my team. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Whisper on the uh, dual position, and and he's and I've even copped a bit of it as well. Everyone's like, "Oh, what's so great about Teague? It was sixty-seven with a try, and you're like, 50, You know, it's fifty. Yeah, and I if mean, it wasn't if it was a line break try, different story, right? Yeah, yeah. but it's fifty. But also, perfectly fine. Yeah, but also, we like Hamoli because he's got a try in him. We like Nanai because they've got a try in him. So, what's wrong with Nanai scored twenty-seven exactly? Yeah. So, what's wrong with a, a back row who's got good base, who runs a great line, and is always mm. a good chance of a try? It seems like. 
ticks, ticks, ticks for me. Um, but mm. look, yeah, I think that that's good news for him. Connor Tracy's going to come in on the bench, um, and and uh, Hunt's going to come back from injury to replace Jack Williams, um, who had a head knock uh, as well. So um, it should be a good game. I think um, it could go either way. I mean, what a rip- ripping start to the round, just like last week. It was like round one and round two have had some ripping games to start the yeah. round. Um, this, this one's not a bad one itself, actually. Uh, Broncos versus the Cowboys. They both had, um, you know, good uh, first up wins, you know, knocking off the premiers, the, the Broncos. Um, Reese Walsh is a big in as well. Back into the fullback and Cobbo moves to the wing. And Arthur is going to drop out of the 17 as far as Broncos go. Who are you tipping in this one? Oh, mate. I don't, I, I, honestly, you could be 0-3 after the first three games comfortably, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Um, I'm going to take North Queensland. I'm going to take North Queensland just because it's early days. We don't really know if that was just a one-off game, if it was an ambush from Brisbane. What we do know is that North Queensland came second in the ladder last year or something. They were top four, right? So I'm going to take the Cowboys purely based off that. But these teams, I feel like the actual 17 that the Broncos have rolled out is pretty good. Mm. But the Cowboys one might just be even better. Yeah, I so think, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I think the Cowboys, their psychology at the moment of, of winners, I think they've almost become the big brothers in recent times. Mm. Um, I'm going to tip the Broncos at home. I really love what I saw from them last week. I think that they've probably got a more talented 17, in my opinion. That might be a bit controversial. <laughs> might be a bit, a bit controversial. Um, but I, th- I like the I like the re-entry of, of Walsh. He looked terrific uh, and added something to them. So yeah. I, I thought they were great last week. And you add a Walsh in there, that'll sell me. Um, over the other side, in the North Queensland Cowboys, unchanged. And why would you? Um, look, they faded a little bit uh, against the Raiders towards the end of the game. But yeah. it was hot up there and it was humid. And, and, and Ricky's the one whinging about the humidity and it being unjust. Just because the Cowboys are up in North Queensland, yeah, they're more conditioned. But it doesn't mean it's not hard. No, like, yeah, I mean, particularly when you've got your three bench forwards probably can't play more than 30 minutes physically. They probably can't play more than 30 minutes. So their starters are just going to be drained by the end of the game. And, you know, this is going to be a, this game's going to go right down to the wire, hopefully. And uh, I, I think I'll still pick the Cowboys just based off pedigree alone, but that's the only thing I can separate them. Yeah, two very good teams. I mean, look, um... That to me, that was Panthers and Rabbitohs. Like, is, do you think? I think those teams will still both attack, and that probably will still be a good scoring super coach game. Um, you know, you got the Eels versus the Sharks. They could really blunt each other out. I, I think I, I've got to worry about that. And the Broncos versus the Cowboys. I think they'll probably still attack as well, won't they? You like, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't I, be too concerned. Heavy, yeah, and I've also gone through and I've looked at um, where each team scored conceded tries last round. So I'm keeping a tally of it this season. Something oh, I wanted to, wanted to do last year. Yeah. Um, now, of course, you really do want to run at Penrith. The left centre for a player against Penrith usually scores a, scored two tries last week. That was Herbie Farnworth. Now, it's a bit early in the season to make a call based off that, but South Sydney have a very dominant left edge. You'd think that that's going to be where they look to target, obviously, mm. particularly if they're conceding tries on that left-hand side. Yeah, and they're pretty handy on that, heading that way. <laughs> Tell you what, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to the next one. It's going to be the Roosters versus the Warriors. They were, I thought the Warriors were better than the Roosters last week. Obviously, they had a win, but they, they look better to me as well. Um, 
Manu is back. That's a huge, huge in for yeah. the Roosters. Joey Manu. Hutchinson's going to go back to the bench. That's bizarre to me. They've got Turpin and uh, Hutchinson on the bench. I know that they've had a few Mate. troops go down, but what the hell is going on there? Mate, we are so cooked in the middle. So cooked. I'm surprised that we just haven't named Brandon Smith at Rock, to be honest with you. I, I was just like, well, there's no way they're going to name Fletcher Baker. Or I mean, I suppose I could make peace with Terrell May. I think he's really coming along as a footballer now. Yeah. But the other two, Nah, Fahu White and Fletcher Baker, they are already at where they're going to be for their career. Like, yeah. There is no sign of improvement. Well, they got absolutely rolled up the middle, so why are they going in with smaller a smaller bench? I just, I mean, look, there's no one there, really, is there? Like, I mean, what are they no. got? Um, look, it's a bit of a worry, but I, I, I would not be surprised. People who think last week Cheese was ch- stuffed around because he had to go into lock, I mean, Radley, I think, is in doubt as well because it was a six-day yeah. turnaround and he showed Cat one symptoms. So yeah. it could be the same. It could be similar yeah. to last week. It could be. And I'll, I'm, look, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but I feel like when the troops are down, before a game, when the troops are down, the Roosters usually step up. But if it's during a game, we get ambushed pretty easy. I'll tell you okay. what, um, in this game, if you've got no forwards to run it upfield, I'm pretty sure Joey Manu might hit the ground with a ton this week. Okay. I, and I, I think uh, Tedesco, Manu, and basically all of the back five might just be... They, I wouldn't shock me if they all ran for over 150 metres. Absolutely. Um, so... Uh, Hutchinson's back to the bench. Corey Allen is out of the 17. He didn't even get on field last week. Um, yeah. Matt Lodge, face. It looks like he's going to be out long term. So um, that's a did big worry. The, did you see the picture? Yes. Oh, oh. Mate, he's, it took me ages to notice it. Yeah, well. he's in, he's in some strife. Um, Fletcher Baker's going to come in to replace him. No, JWH. Yeah, he's had a back flare-up. Ah. So he's getting a bit of the old man syndrome sort of thing going on. Yep. But he's meant to be back next week or two. No point rushing it, you know. Oh. Only early in the season. Well, they need Radley, and that's why he's been named <laughs> with the six-day turnaround. I mean, look, uh, but he's not a hundred percent in. So, I mean, I, we looked yeah. at the ownership on the bad scores last week, and he is owned by a few. Um, I'd just yeah. be really keeping an eye on that if you are an owner, and also. Um, I'm choosing to hold cheese. Um, yeah. But he could play still decent minutes, but it's not going to be hooker minutes. It could be a bit of – he could have to take a bit of middle as well. Yeah. It just – yeah. Maybe it's that's what they're looking at. Um, Hutchinson to be the real utility and Turpin – they're looking at it like Turpin's going to be the hooker and cheese. He's going to play a lot of middle. Yeah, and I think he will. I think you'll see – Cheese play maybe the first 20 at hooker yep. and then 40 to 45 at, at, in the middle. Yep, definitely. In the hock. Yep. Um, That's how I do it. Over the Warriors, they're unchanged. Um, I like what Webster's mm. done over there. No surprise, he's come out of pretty good bloody system over there at the Panthers. Uh, I like what they did last week. You know, not – they're no um, – well, Penrith haven't been that great either. They haven't learned to look as slick as Souths when they're on, but they yeah. look like they're showing some shoots of improvement. Um, yeah, and that left edge attack as well. It's looking pretty decent. Willie Army on Montoya. We saw it during the trial. It was yeah. beautifully timed, and I don't. I, I quite like the Warriors this year, particularly that forward pack. It's just it's probably their best forward pack in the last maybe four or five years. It looks really good, doesn't it? Yep. Um, now in, that's a good point to to make because if you're a near core owner. You're probably concerned about him getting a, a decent enough rest last week. Mm. If you're a Jackson Ford owner, like I went in just so I could afford Harry Grant, and I, and I fell upstairs with Jackson Ford last week. I'm he is named to start this week, and Nia Corey as well. 
who gets the minutes on who gets the rest, I reckon that could change week to week. I'm not going to lock in Jackson Ford for the big minutes this week mm. and near Corey to get the rest. It could be the other way around. It's, it's great that we've got another week to watch. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, that'll be a key talking point coming into this round. It will. Is and Jackson I'm, Ford playing 80? And if the answer is yes, he might just be the most traded in player. Yeah. And near Corey might be the most one of the most traded out. But see, what my yeah. point is, is I reckon if it's not an injury, um, if it's not a sus- suspension, you're going to have to look for a real reason to trade someone out, a la Garner and, and what, the, the danger signs we saw there. I'd probably give Nia Corey another week, personally, if I was an owner. Yeah, um, because I feel like the minimum from an edge forward to be tipped in Supercoach is 65 minutes, mm. right? So, and that's roughly what Nia Corey played. It might have been 62, 63, but... Nia Corey, I get we haven't seen him perform in the past, but give him give him a week. You never know. It yeah. could just could have just been the matchup. It Trust could have me, been future you is going to be happy you saved. You didn't luxury trade out Nia Corey because he got a little rest in round one. Um, yep. Moving on to the Dolphins versus the Raiders. This won't be a terrible one either. I reckon they're about the same standard after what I saw That's from the exactly Dolphins. Exactly what I was thinking. I jump That's in exactly to put in I my was... tips, and the vast majority, sixty five percent of people, are tipping the Dolphins. It's our uh, wow. in. It's in Redcliffe. People are tipping dolphins. Really? Yeah. I mean, that seems like an overreaction personally. I'm taking your Raiders, to be honest with you. I'm tipping the Raiders. There is no element of surprise this week. We, we've got that out of the way for the for the rest of the NRL. Now, re- reality is going to come back to bite them, hopefully. I'm a bit... I'm a bit uh, You're salty. Off. Can you tell? <laughs> You're yeah, salty. Look, yeah. I, I actually think that they looked like they were well put together. I really think that... Look, it's so smart with a new franchise to build it on um, defence. I thought they were defensively solid. They were just play, played fairly safe. I reckon... Um, I would not surprise me. If, if any team was going to let the Dolphins get off to a 2-2 two and two start... It's the Raiders, I reckon. It's just so Raiders to, to get walloped by the Dolphins away. The Raiders don't love an away trip. Um, I, although the, I think we warmed up in that game. And the Cowboys are definitely premiership contenders. The Raiders yeah. were all over them like a cheap suit in that second half. Coming for them, we were. Um, so, look, I'm going to tip the Raiders in this one. The Dolphins, uh, only the one one only change is Mason Teague. Very looks like a real talent, um, you know, yeah. future talent. Um, is going to come in to replace Ray Stone. Do you know why Ray Stone? I've had a look. He must be injury because he was not in the Dolphins reserve grade team. Rightio. So, well, he's highly true. owned. So what are you going to do with him? Do you reckon you just go straight across to Jackson Ford? Um, Same money? It's similar? I don't know. If you need numbers, then yes. Otherwise, just wait. Just hold? Wait. Yep. Because then you can be like, well, if Ford hasn't played 80 this week, am I going to go? Probably not. But if you get, let's talk hypothetical here. If we get Cheekham playing 80 again, if Willie Army has another good game, Cartwright, Mowali, you know, there's so many people at that price. Yeah, so just wait a week. Yeah, wait yeah. wait for a week. Um, over uh, to the Canberra Raiders, Hopper Whitey is going to come in to replace Jordan. I'm a lunatic. Rapana. Um, no uh, Josh Papali yet. So, um He's, you know, obviously not not quite there. I think it's going to be another week. Um, I would not be surprised if Hopper Whitey goes and takes a bit of fullback um, off Chris, who yeah. doesn't really seem to have too much there. And I think Hopper Whitey shows a little bit of talent um, for that role. Uh, over to the... Yeah. yeah. I, I thought you had more fullbacks in your top 30. Well... Like, I, 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 yeah, you yeah, know. C&K last year. I mean, yeah. Savage is, is out, and um, Rapana's been the one that's probably competently filled it in. But he just um, is getting old. He's pl- 30s, mid early 30s, and he doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, look, I think Sebastian Chris would, event- if he had 10 rounds, I think he'd get there. But, I mean, he doesn't have really good hands. 
So no. it doesn't really work. Um, I reckon Hopawati will spend some time there. Um, Melbourne Storm versus the Bulldogs. Um, a big out is Cameron Munster. Um, you know, um, how brave of him to play on too in that game with that finger. We saw the pictures of it. Um, Wishart's yeah. going to come in uh, and replace him in 5-8. I wouldn't be surprised if Meany comes up because Wishart, do you reckon he offers a little bit more as a fullback or, or a 5-8? I, th- I don't think it matters too much. I think, no, I reckon Wishart's more of a 5-8. Like, remember that? There was a game last year where they put Wishart at fullback and it was it was tough to watch. I think he made like three or four errors. He had like 100 run metres. He did nothing. He, yeah. You put, him next, you put him next to someone like Hughes, who's well experienced and doesn't not mind to become yeah. you know the alpha half. I reckon that because um, I'd be a little concerned of Meany. Not that you're not going to play him, we need him. So, but yeah. I mean, obviously, fullbacks better. Um, I mean, you're very fortunate that it's against the Dogs this match. Yep. If you're a Meany owner, if like I, I could really see Harry Grant just saying, you know what, we won't. Let's not use the back line this week. It's going to be a forward try fest. Yeah. That would be great to watch, wouldn't it? Well, I, was, I was thinking about um, Harry for a captain in this one, just a steady yeah. captain who I think will get 70. And if he gets over for a – well, last week he got over for a try and it was uh, 90, wasn't it? So yeah. um, so Wishart's going to come into and, – and he was on the bench last week, so Aaron Penne is going to come in on the bench. Over to the Canary mm. Bulldogs, it's no changes um, for them. So and I think that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, they got rolled and that, but give him another go. Will, give him another go. You don't make wholesale changes after round one, particularly when you've bought half your team over the off season. Yep. Give them time for combinations. That left edge defensively will probably need to improve, and in attack particularly, they need to improve as well. They just look so clunky on the left. Yep. I'm tipping the Melbourne Storm, but let me ask you a couple of questions around this. If you owned Munster, is it obviously Dewey or Ponga your number one choices that you'd go to? It's Dewey. I don't think there is any other option. Yeah, Ponga exists, but it's Dewey. Yeah, I would go to Dewey because you, if you can make a change, make a couple of dollars and go to someone who you think you could hold for the whole year, I don't think that's the case with Ponga. Although, people yeah. might be making transactions um, in readiness for price changes and having a bit of money in their bank. I reckon I can get around, I can live with somebody going to uh, um, a Ponga. Let me ask you this question about um, Matt Burton. After what you saw in round one, would you go Matt Burton to Dewey and just accept you made the mistake um, of going Matt Burton instead of Dewey? Um, oh, I, I, I don't know. I think I can't see things improving quickly for Matt Burton. So maybe, but that feels like rage trading to me. Yeah, you well, I, I mean, I just think you, sh- you should have gone Dewey in the first place. He's just an accumulator yeah, of points. Um, but look, I just reckon um, if if he goes out and absolutely flops this week, he, he looks like he's going to be standing to make lose a lot of money. Maybe then think about it. But um, I don't know. I, I just... Haven't Dewey. I'm glad I went with Dewey. Let's put it that way. Um, Tigers versus the Knights. Um, Look, these two teams, you know, first up losers. And I think that a lot of people are hoping for a a big resurgence from both of these teams this year. Um, I don't know who to pick in this one. I think I've said to the Whisperer last night, I want to tip the Tigers. Um, Yeah, I I think I agree, to be honest. I mean, do you reckon that game pans out differently? against the Warriors if Caelan Ponga, Ponga plays the full 80? Well, it was heading that way, wasn't it? I mean, the game was in the, on the precipice, and I, I you yeah. know, no wonder they were shitty about it. Well, I'm, I, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like if Sheens doesn't play 
silly buggers with his hookers and just starts Coruscant yeah. outright, yeah. then then I think the Tigers are on. Because Adam Dewey can carry this team on his back, but he shouldn't have to when he's got Coruscant, IPAP, Uchoi Kamani and Clemmer there. Yeah, it, was, it was dumb. Oh, I don't know. I, maybe they were just easing Coruscant in because he was under an yeah. injury cloud, but I don't know. He's named this week to start. Um, Talal, I said on the podcast he looked like he was a lame duck on there. They reckon it was might have been cramped, so he has been named. Um, but I'd just be, yeah. I'd just be keeping an eye on it because people are probably yeah. going to play him um, if he doesn't actually pull up late. You know, keep an eye on the late mail. Um, Off Angoi has been named to start. Twal and Simkin are going to drop back to the bench. Fanua Pole is out and replaced by Alex Seafarth. That probably makes me happier as a Utikamano owner because. Um, that's, mm. I mean, Pole's um, a middle, a definite middle, whereas Seafarth yeah. sort of plays more. If anything, it's going to be a 13 type stuff, not prop. Yeah. Um, well, even Uto and Kamaru last week played 50 minutes. It was the PPM that was poor. Well, come on, Uto, do something PPM. for me, bro. I need some points. You must front row too. Um, all right, yeah. over to the Knights. Um, Maju is on the extended bench. I, you know, I, I'm so, I'm sporting that I didn't get to go the big. Greg Marju yeah. to start the year. Um, he's on the extended bench, and Dane Gagai is back in as well. So Inari uh, Tuala is going to drop out of the 17. Um, and poor old Adam Elliott, he would have been a poor choice to start the year. Uh, under the injury cloud, you couldn't have done it. I don't even know what his ownership is, but he's out because um, he was injured last week. And then Jack Johns is going to come in on the bench. Um, Marju watch, because a lot, a lot of people went um, Heimel Hunt. So yeah. you could really get bitten on the ass with that if because I think he could be the one that drops out because mm-hmm. it's not going to be well actually it could I guess no that would be actually that would be very Adam O'Brien wouldn't it to drop Dominic Young just because he's leaving next year <laughs> well. and play Heimel Hunt and well um, Marzu oh well sure not though right yeah, well you sure wouldn't not. think so because um, yeah obviously Dane Gagai is back in so there's a couple if Marzu comes in there's a couple of big ins um, I've tipped the Tigers but I do it with no confidence the Dragons first game of the year uh, up against the Titans who had a loss um, did they have a loss yeah they lost did they win no they won last week the Titans didn't Titans they? beat the Tigers oh yeah. that's right that's right um, Ben Murdoch Masilla is going to start in the second row um, look we do know that um, DeBellin is out so you know if DeBellin was does there that- he could Does that affect it though? Well, like, I mean, well, he's a potential lock start, and if that's the case, yeah. you know, it could be Bird oh. to twelve into the second row. But who cares anyway? Because Ben Murdoch Masilla doesn't cost you a much, and he probably gets similar minutes off the bench. But it is a good feeling that he is named to start in the second row. Yeah, I'd heard that DeBellin was making the full time shift prop. Yeah, in the off season. Yeah, so I think it'll be Moller that drops back to the bench. Uh, who is Toby Couchman? I'm trying to like who. Is Toby Couch? I don't know, but he says he's going to debut on the bench. <laughs> um, oh, second rower, two hundred and basement price, obviously. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. Yep. Um, let's, let's see what we get for him. Yeah. Let's let's have a look. Um, so Ben Murdoch was still, and as someone who went with, Bert, would you play him or just get a look first? Get a look. Get a look. Yeah. I, I want to know minutes. I want to know output. If it, as long as he's playing, if he can just churn out forty points in sixty minutes, I'd be a happy man, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Cam Pereira, I think that um, Ben Murdoch Masilla is someone that you hope makes money, but maybe just wait a little bit before playing him. A la Edo yeah. playing Cam uh, Pereira last week. Um, so Jack Bird is back. He's going to go and play locked because DeBellin's out. Sullivan's the five A. Even though we do hear that Amone uh, Amone yeah. Amone's free to play. 
He's in the reserves. He's in the, the reserves, moment. yeah. Um, I know I've gone and snapped him up in a few draft leagues just because, you know, my 5-8 coverage is mediocre all round. So yeah, so that's worth, worth a watch. Um, and what's going on? Little's back to the bench and they're starting again by at hooker. You knew it was going to affect someone somehow. You just knew. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it would be Jacob Little, but... Well, oh, I thought it would either be Sloan or Sullivan, not Jack Little. All right. Well, we'll get last last uh, team of the round in uh, Gold Coast Titans. They're unchanged. Change four has been named. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Two to four Pete weeks, says, I heard. Yeah, Pete Bedell released yesterday morning that he's out for two to four weeks, and then the Titans have the audacity just to name him. <laughs> I reckon he probably still misses this week, personally. Yeah, I do. They'll rule him out late. I, I mean, people are not going to own him, and you're still going to play for feeder if you have him. And I think for feeder will still be on the left. Um, if he's out, do you think it's going to be Brimson to come to five out and Jaden Campbell just goes to fullback? Because you've got a ready-made, probably talented fullback there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, yep. well, that's the teams. Um, yeah, like you said, pretty uneventful. Um, I don't think there's huge implications there for Supercoach. Moving on, we're going to have a look at the trade trends. We're going to give our two cents on the traded in and out. Let's start with the traded out. Cameron Munster is the number one on the list, 7,906 people or 7.6% are moving him on. You have to. He's worth 848000 three weeks two or three weeks with that kind of money in a limited position like 5.8 is, um, you can't hold it. You've got to sell Cameron Munster. 850K, isn't he? Like, yep. it's just, you get 200000 from him to do it. Yep. How could you turn that down? Yep. Um, Matt Burton is being sold by people. 6.6, they saw enough to say, I made a muck, muck up and I've got to go to Dewey. I'm sure we'll see Dewey on the most board in after his um, score last week. You're, you said maybe don't do it. I would probably just um, do it. They're up against the Melbourne Storm this week. Um, I don't know. I'd do it. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm just thinking that Melbourne, well, whilst they weren't super leaky on the edges last week, I think that's because Para's attack was not very good. Mm. So I, I'm, I don't know. It's very hard to get a read right now, but I'm going to say hold off on selling that Burton, particularly when you've got playing numbers. You want to preserve the trades. Yeah. Unless you've got like six trays that you four, four or five trays that you want to do in the next two weeks, and you know you're going to do them, and if Matt Burton's one of them, then you know. Well, I mean, you you talk, you talk about Garner as being uh, out and out. I know I made a mistake. I, I kind of feel like compared to Dewey, you could all you know not maybe unequivocally say that Matt Burton was a mistake. Look, if you if you believed in Matt Burton to start the year, maybe you know just stick with it for one more week. Number three on the list yeah. is Brandon Smith. Uh, no. He's, he's 3.5 percent of people. That's reactionary, why? isn't it? Um, why? He had a HI. Had a HI. Well, he scored 30s, low 30s. Didn't he score like yeah, close to 40? Right? I, know, I think it was 32, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Go and have a look while I'm talking about him. Um, Look, he had a HIA. It was a bit of a muddled game where he got moved around. And and while I think he might still play middle minutes, at least he's got time to prepare for that. Um, I think the minutes will be there. He'll, you know, he's going to be all the better for second game up. And it's not... I mean, look, the Dolphins weren't a hard matchup, but I'm expecting them to be better this week, the Roosters. 
Um, and I just, it's a real luxury move, I think, for me. Who are people yeah. getting rid of him to? Sonny Luke? I reckon they're selling to either Sonny Luke or Jeremy Marshall King. How reactionary can you be? Yes, he scored 38 points, right? But, like, and he, only, he didn't even play 50 minutes, right? 60 minutes, sorry. He didn't even play 60 minutes and he scored 38 points. Now, we think, I think personally, he's probably a 65-minute player moving forward. Mm. Um, and let's just let's just recall what happened in this game last week. Brendan Smith went off for a HIA. When, as soon as Brendan Smith came back on, Victor Radley had his eye poked out, so he had to move to lock. Victor Radley had his ribs snapped in 15 pieces by Felice Cafusi. Then Victor Radley comes back on. Victor Radley has a HIA almost immediately after coming back on. So Brandon Smith has to play the rest of the game at lock. It was far from ideal circumstances, which is why selling him seems baffling to me. Yeah. But I welcome it for my sake. Yeah, oh, look, I believe in putting out fires, covering injury and suspension, and quite frankly, um, I don't think that's enough of a fire. Although he is still in a bit of doubt as well because of those ribs. But, I mean, they have been named even though the chat is that he's good to go. Um, number yeah. four on the list was Tommy Talao. He's been named 3.1. I wouldn't do it if he's been named. Have you noticed that everyone that we're about to say on this list has all been named this week? That's now, right. Now, of course, some of them have their own unique circumstances, but there's a few here I just simply would not sell, period. Yeah, I wouldn't sell Tommy um, Talao personally. Look, he looked yeah. like a lame duck to me on the field, but he's been named, and if he was a late out, that 300 could go to someone else. I'd just wait for – I mean, don't do it yet. He's been named. Yeah, Exactly. Um, um, yeah. Nothing more needs to be said. Um, number five on the list is Khan Pereira with, with his under 10. I think that was what, – what What have you learned about Khan Pereira um, this week, last now, that you didn't know last round? You know, yeah. and I was whingy about it, but I knew what I was getting into when I played him. So, yeah. um, to me, who are you – if you're selling bottom price cheapy to bottom price cheapy and you're doing it before the price changes, it just seems like – Rage trade. A weird move. Yeah. yeah. And if you did your pre-season research like we did, right, you know that Khan Pereira is basically like, is, is an Alex Johnson clone, you know? He's quick, a pretty good finisher, but he hasn't got much base to him. So if he doesn't get any attacking stats, he's going to churn out some small scores. Yep. And that's what he did here. Now, he's got to be there as a, a, a transaction for you. You need him to go on a try-scoring run, a la what Alex Johnston does, and then you use him as a financial transaction. I feel like yep. we don't play him safely in our teams. Um, and look, he could be an A nightmare if he does the if he doesn't get any tries. So that would be ridiculous, wouldn't it? If he didn't score a try and average five after four rounds, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him because um, he does no. nothing else. Um, look, number six on the list is Luke Garner. You could probably talk to this one because you oh. own him, um, and maybe you don't anymore. Two point two percent. I I don't own him anymore. Look at the plethora of mid range options that we have. We've got like your T. Wiltons, Ellie Katoa. We've got uh, Jackson Ford. I guess he's not mid range, but you know, um, Josh King, so on and so forth. Right? There's so many of them. Why hold a fifty minute edge forward? Because he got hooked. Apparently, I was mm. reading about this. Yeah, he got hooked and copped a spray from Ivan Cleary. Yes, he so did. So he's not in the good books by any sense of the word. No. So well, I'm done with him. There's no point owning a guy with poor job security after round one. So I've moved him on to T. Wilton, who has great job security as an 80-minute edge forward, and it just got even better with no Wade Graham to even take minutes off him. Yeah, look, I think on the surface of it, I just, I, I kind of feel like um, 
you know, Dewey is a much more premium option than Matt Burton. That's what I feel. And I feel like um, Teague Wilton is a much more premium option than Luke Garner. And I feel like people should have gone those players in the first place. Um, But what I will say as playing devil's advocate is I think that Luke Garner will take that on his, he'll take offense to that and he will come out and fire this week. I'm expecting a big game from him this week. Um, whether he gets the minutes or not, we don't know. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he's got the attributes to be able to affect it too much uh, as far as Supercoach goes. But um, there was concerns enough last week. Um, and you've got to go in and be happy with your team if you had Luke Garner and it really pissed you off last week. I mean, see, I have I have Egan Butcher and that pissed me off last week. But there are a lot of extenuating circumstances to his score and I still am optimistic about owning him for this week. Yeah. You may not feel that for Luke Garner. Well, like, it's a bit different with Butcher and Garner, isn't it? You know, he got sin-binned. He had some negative stats. He's not going to get 17 negative stats every week. But you just don't know that Luke Garner's not going to be a 50-minute edge forward. He's at a new club. He wasn't that good. And uh, he's got Zach Hosking, who I think is probably a much better... He's got a much higher career ceiling than he than, than Luke Garner does, to be honest with you. All right, well... Um, well, there yeah. you go. You're, you're doing it. Um, number seven on this is Sean Bloor. He was 12 points, I think it was, last week. He's a bottom price cheapie. John Bateman mm. is not back this week. But I think um, the outlook for Sean Bloor was never good once no. John Bateman arrived in Australia, and I think it was a mistake to start him. Do you reckon you hold this week, and then next week you're like, I will sell you, but I don't know who I'm selling to yet, so I'll wait till round three. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, selling him this week, you could sell him to somebody else who flops. I mean, and you have now made two problems for yourself. Yep. Look, he, he got a 12, and he looks to me like he's on the horizon to, to not making any money. But, yeah, next week, you know, you could go to one who's going to make a good stack of money. So it's more about who you choose to bring in for Bloor, more than getting rid of Bloor, in my opinion. Yeah. I would just wait. And just wait. I would just wait as well. Admittedly, you probably shouldn't have started with Bloor. You're probably better off with one of the paraback rowers or Willie Army or, you know, insert player name here that isn't called Sean Bloor. I don't think he was ever a good option. No. Um, number eight on the list is Hayes Parham. Um, 1.7%. I don't even know why anyone went him. He looks wretched in the fullback position. Yeah. I mean, he churned out a decent enough score with no attacking stats, right? He scored, he, I don't know. I didn't get to see much of the men of this Manly Bulldogs game was was he still bad at fullback or oh, was I mean, he just quiet? He try, well, I mean, he tries when he's when he's doing stuff. He doesn't seem like um, just. I mean, you know, yeah. If you're going a trier, I reckon C and K is your guy. You know. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Again, would you sell this week? I'm not sure. If I if I may if I got him, yeah, I would probably not be in love with it. But I mean, I'm playing a 200k bottom price cheapy this week. Um, and if you had Hayes Perham, yeah, I'm playing Warbrick. Yeah. Um. So look, I don't know. I look. I, I would. Oh, there's a couple of these people like um, you know, Luke Garner, Sean Bloor, Hayes Perham. This last three we've discussed, I would have recommended, and I did recommend not going um, with them to start the year. So. It's hard for me to say hold them, but I just reckon it's round two, and there's an, you you make moves now. Even if imagine if you trade Hayes Perham and you trade him this week to C and K, and then C and K goes out and breaks his leg, you know, like it was just a trade that you could have waited another week to see if C and K was the one that you did want, um, because there was no price change this week. So just wait. Um, 
I don't know. I just that's how I feel. It just if you if you can save in round one, you should do it. Um, number nine. On a, the, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. A slight sub question. Would you be playing? Let's say I held Luke Garner, right? Would you hold? Would you play Luke Garner in your seventeen this week? Yes, I would. I would, because you got Garner thinking that. Well, people got him thinking he's going to play eighty, and I think that's still a possibility this week. Let's say. Um, they start hot, and the Luai Garner Garner runs good lines, gets two tries, or gets a try in the first ten minutes. He's probably less likely to be yanked like he was last week. And um, after having a little salmon, having a bit of an argument on the sideline there with Luai, I don't think he's going to be coming on to take the second row minutes. Sorensen's out with a HIA, so I reckon there's signs pointing towards Garner probably getting a few minute more minutes this week, and I reckon he'll be fired up to do well. So. All the logic that says just wait an extra week and next week you know who it is that you want to trade in and you do know for sure if you want to trade people out. So you could do it next week. Um, number nine on the list is Tanner Boyd. Uh, 1.7% getting rid of him. Um, Foran looks very unlikely to me. Surely that hands the keys off to Boyd. Uh, you'd hope if you're a Boyd owner. Um, I was always, not, not always. There was a bit of doubt in me when I saw that uh, Foran was playing both sides of the field. I was like, well, that's got to mean that Boyd's now being now the pure organiser. If, he, if he's organising well and letting Foran run the show, then he's doing his job. And he is doing his job. He did it very well. Now, I don't know what playmaking ability Tanner Boyd has, so that'll be interesting to see this week. But I imagine it's just going to be a will revolve around AJ Brimson once more. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's not that much worse. He didn't do that much worse than Cheese, did he? But you know, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went Grant personally, as and just decided yeah. to get a premium in. Uh, a lot of people went Cheese and Tanner Boyd, and you're probably feeling the itchy finger, trigger fingers on trading both of them. You know, after mm-hmm. last week's performance. Um, number ten on the list is Josh Adokar, the Fox, five hundred thirty-two thousand, huh? Who owns him? Why? Well, he's got 1.7% of trading him out. So there's, he's had a few in there. I mean... 12% owned him, Addo. Yeah. 12%. Well, we said it was an NRL f- fan um, pick for people. Fox... Oh, we did too, didn't we? Fox yeah. was too expensive to take a punt on for someone who relies on tries. Yeah. Spend that money on Carl Pereira. Yes, for sure. Um, well... You know, I think on that list, there's probably some that I think are reactionary. I think there's some that probably make sense. But I reckon, um, you know, you've you got to just try to make moves for your team to score the best score that you can. I, I'm just, this week, I've got things that I'd like to do. I'm relying on playing um, a Jackson Ford, a Ben Murdoch, Masilla, or, a, you know, I'm going to have to play someone, one of them, you know. But mm. I, I'd rather just play them, get a, say, 40, than trade to someone else and burn a trade unnecessarily, you know, for maybe 10 points <laughs> on the scheme. But let's go to the most traded in. Number one on the list, uh, Jermaine Asako. 11.4% of people are bringing in... They're bringing him in. in. In round two, they're bringing him in. It reeks I of um, Peter Hicku last year. I have no, I have no words, Ado. I have no words. I mean, there were just there were just some there were just some silly silly people out there. I won't call them stupid because that's a bit rude. Well, it could work out there for is, it. Could work out for you potentially. But the point I, is, is you don't do it yet. You do it next week when we know if he's going to make a stack. To the people that have brought in Jermaine Osako, I ask why. And if they say it's just because of last week, that's not a good enough excuse. It needs to be a decent amount that's happened in the preseason. He needs to have looked good in the preseason, which he didn't, mind you. He played fullback, not wing, in the preseason. 
His goal kicking, well, that's always been a good feature of his game, but that's been it historically. Mm. He's been in and out of the Brisbane side. There is no reason to pick him outside of, oh, he scored 108 last week. Who cares? He's had one game. Stop it. Yeah. Now, let me tell let me tell people. He got 100 last week, but round one scores are going to drop out of the round, rolling average the quickest that, in the, that point of the year. There's no quicker rolling. The rolling average drops that one out as, uh, the week after price changes. So if he goes and scores a 20 this week and then a 15 next week, you made a stupid choice. So just wait Amen, till next week. Amen. <laughs> wait till next week because, look, if he goes out and – and I wouldn't be surprised if he scores a try or two against the Raiders, but if he goes and scores 70 or 80 next week – I'll trade him in next week because he looks and like he's going to make too. a bunch of money. But um, I reckon that you doing it this week, it looks like you could be setting yourself up for disaster. It it's just feels like that. kind of inexperienced super coaches if you're bringing him, him in this week. Any logical super coach will know not to rage trade and pick the guy that just scored a ton because he scored a ton. Yeah, look, yeah, I will say, I did get lured into Hiku last um, year because I, I did it on the round, oh, the round before, so essentially after this round because it looked like Hiku was going to make a stack of money and he didn't. He had a stupid amount of base stats, though, didn't he? That was the appeal behind it. Yeah, and he, and he, but also he, he was looked like he was due to make a whole bunch of money, but he went out and yeah. got a real rubbish score and only made a little tiny bit of money. So, um, <laughs> look, I just would hold fire. I would hold fire because... A ton last week from a player like Jermaine Nasako is a good start to it being a good financial move for you, but it, that's all it is, a good start. You've got to yep, wait for next exactly. week. We've got to wait for this week. Um, Adam Dewey's number two on the list, 7.9%. Uh, yeah. Is that coinciding with the people? I think people are correcting a Matt B- Burton. I think so. Or selling too. a Munster. Um, and it's growing on me, that move, if you were to do it. I think it's fair enough now. I, I, just re- I was pretty happy uh, with Adam Dewey. I'm, I'm very tempted to captain Adam Dewey this week. He Same. shows you my faith in him. So I'll tell you the reason why I don't mind Matt Burton to Dewey is I just don't see Matt Bo- Burton ever outscoring Dewey. And he might get close enough at some stage on, on some games. So I just think that Adam Dewey's got a lot more feathers to his cap. Number three on the yep. list. Oh, I'm good. To, I'm glad to see this because people are correcting yeah. a mistake. There's not enough. It should be 30%. The whoever doesn't own him, um, 7.9% bringing in Jermaine Hopgod. Good move. We don't need to talk about it. Number four yeah. on the list is the Hammer. 5.9%. I'll kind of say the same thing as Jermaine Asako. Um, yeah. Less outrageous, mind you. Yeah. Because there was always the possibility that he'd be decent at fullback. There was never the possibility that Jermaine Asako would do well. There was always the possibility that he would come out and improve as an NRL fullback, and he's done so. Yeah. So I don't think you're buying yet, though, in saying that, but I'm not as outraged by that one as I am about the Asako one. I'd still wait. Just for this week, yep. see what he dishes up this week. Number five on the list is Kalen Ponga. People having to make a move in there. Um, it's five point five percent. It's a pretty good Ponga to me. Before he went off with the HIA, you know, yeah. if you get rid of, um, you know, Munster, you're making a fair bit of crumb. You're making a fair bit of cash. Yeah, I can't knock uh, that pick to be honest. He's five thirty k. Turned out some good points, and I reckon he might have cracked the ton if he played the full eighty. Yep. Because I feel um, like Knights had another try on him. Number six on the list is Josh King, four point eight percent. Um, look, he looked really good. He got ninety. He's got a try assist in there. Um. You think it's a good move, or do you think that maybe we don't? He's, he may not play all those minutes all the time. I, I want to see it again. I want to see one more game. One more. If he's playing, it looks good. To, it looks I've good just, to me. I'm I'm excited yeah. by what I saw. It's the reason I've reversed the Garner trade. Like right now, 
I'm like, well, Luke Garner, you know, he, I guess there's a world where he could come out and play well. And if there isn't and Josh King's fired, well, then I've got, I can just bring in Josh King. And then if Josh King doesn't fire and Teague Wilson's still doing well, then I just, I bring in Teague Wilson. Yeah, after round, know? after round two's happened, it's some, it, it answers for you who you should sell and who you should bring in a lot of the time. Um, number seven on the list is Lachlan Ilias, 4% bringing him in. Um, Yes, it was a very good game last week. He's playing against Penrith Panthers this week. Would you be doing it? Ilias, hey, I uh, no, no. I mean, who, who? It's in halfback, so um, yeah. That that's. I uh, mean, who, are people, the only way I would. Sorry, oh, I keep who are they selling? I'm just trying to work out who have you sold to bring him in. I mean, are people, maybe people are selling if they had Munster, they're bringing, oh. they're bringing uh, Katoa down to 5'8", and they're, they're just going to a bargain Ilias. Yeah. I mean, look, if he, if he manages to churn out like a 70 odd against Penrith, sure, I will probably sell Sam Walker and to Ilias, get 300k and then spread that across my team, right? I will probably do that. But he's got to come out and score 70 against Penrith. Yeah. I don't know that he will. Yeah. I mean, he, I think he's improving as a footballer, but I haven't really yeah. seen him translate as a great super coach. Skrill. Last week was a, a good start to what we hope is going to be a lot more attack going to the right. Um, and he, yeah. he could be a breakout year for him. But uh, I would not be surprised if Ilias goes out and scores 20 against the Penrith Panthers. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. And then, you know, 4% of people are like, why the hell did I bring in Ilias after seeing yeah, that one exactly. game? Chans, I do agree with this one because I think Chans was always a – um, he was highly popular. Um, he's very busy, takes a lot of runs. 327,000. I don't mind if you just said, well, I, it's, I should have gone chance instead of Perham, and I'm going to go and get chance now. Yeah, I think, I think I'd think i be okay with that because we've seen in the past chance is really good base at fullback, which I think is very important at the price because it means it's consistent cash uh, earning. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I can't knock pick i think i'm i'm pretty happy picking cnk to be honest yeah i think he's a good piece to put in there and i think he'll just chug along you can play him you feel comfortable enough playing him. yeah um number nine on this is jackson for 281 who's good he played the the big minutes last week and scored pretty well um but i, I just I, I have him because i needed i went and took a punt on him to get harry grant but i if i didn't own him i would be saying the same thing i say to everyone get a look and see if it's the same minutes this week yeah the same output exactly yep um, number 10 on the list, and I do agree with this one too, because I, when when the cheese was in doubt, I was thinking about going Sonny Luke um, in for cheese if I could get enough money to get Oitika Manu up to Tohu. I was 30 grand yeah. short. 30 grand short. So, um, look, I really don't mind it, 2.5. Get him in. I reckon he's going to be one of the top – well, he'll be easily in the top five front rowers, I think, this year. He could even be – much more up to pointy end. Yeah, he's playing those sorts of minutes for sure. Um, and just on him, if all it takes is Lachlan Ilias to score 70, 75 points, he'll convince me that he's worth a quick catch grab before Nico comes back. And, uh, you know, then I could take probably Luke Garner up to Tohu and maybe do some magic up in the uh, center wings, down in the center wings as well. Mm. Yeah, a lot wow. of things to think about. But I think Tohu's looming as a as an option for teams and people are going early on him. I don't hate it. Um, let's move on to the next bit. Oh, wrong bloody. He's a must-have. Anyone this week that we think is a must-have, we've just looked at the most traded in. I think Jermaine Hopgood, after what we saw last week, 
with the 100. We do say, I mean, Jermaine Asako scored a 100 and everyone's bringing yeah. him in. But Jermaine, I reckon, is one who's going to score very well every week. And it was a mistake for you to not have him in your team. Worried about what Maddo's going to do when he comes back. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. And we've already knew the mail on Jermaine Hopgood. He's under 300K. He scored a ton in the first round. You should have brought him in. You should have started with him. Yep, agreed. And I mean, if there's any... If this That game just quashed all the doubt I had. Jermaine Hopgood's playing at least 65, 70 minutes each week. Yep. Comfortably. Yep. Um, anyone, I don't think there's anyone else that's really a must-have, not in round two. Antipod. Um, yeah, antipod. Anyone that you... I mean, you and I are very clearly going to antipod Jermaine Osako and probably the Hammer as, as a reactionary trade for this week. I just reckon... I'm going to antipod that move. I'm not going to go and reactionally grab someone who tunned up in the first room. When you look at um, the scoring from last week, we had some tons. Daly Cherry Evans, who's been a premium player in Supercoach for a long time. Ruben Garrick is a good chance of finishing top you know, center wing scorer. Campbell Graham, always a consistent scorer. And with a trial or two, he's going to go over a ton. And you've got Junior Paulo, who's a forward, you know, and who's, who jagged a, a, a try. And Jermaine Hopgood, weapon. Jermaine Asako is is an odd one out there. He's, yeah. you know, he's, he's Cam Pereira. He needs all those tries, and that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. He's a goal-kicking winger who scored two tries against the Sydney Roosters. He does, that's not going to happen every day. I'm sorry. No. So all the other ones on there, I think, you know, I can find a case for and, 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 and against, you know, just because I think you should probably wait for another week. Um, but those two there, I feel like, could hurt people. I don't think if you go um, Josh King a, a, a week early, you know, just say um, – you know, you've made a mistake in there with... If you went um, Garner and you want to go across to Josh King now, I don't think he's going to score poorly. And I don't think you're going to kick yourself too much. But I think with those other ones, you could kick yourself on it, potentially. Yeah, definitely. He's a myth. Who is a myth? Jermaine Asako. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jermaine Asako, um, look, I'm not going to say a myth on um, Lachlan Ilias. I'm going to say... We haven't actually seen. Oh, you never turned. He's never turned up. I, I think last week might have been his highest score. I reckon you're right. What Cornelius? Let's have a look at him. Shall I mean, we? because I, I, I don't. I'm not saying that it couldn't happen, um, and, and it, it might not be a punt. Um, but for super coach scoring, he has not been a, a, in his career so far a great super coach ceiling yeah. on him. What's his top score? In right. su- what's his top score in super coach? What he scored last week. That's his top score. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that he can't go and replicate it, but it's a bit of a myth so far. Just and people see one thing and they react to it. I just think we the top ceiling scoring. There's no no ceiling yet. We haven't seen it. I don't think we have either. I reckon there's a lot of to- there's a, a lot of options. Plenty of time. Just wait. Yeah. Um, trades wise, I'm doing nothing. I'm just going to hold fire. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to do with either Luke Garner or Frank Mopelle. One of them is probably going to be on the chopping block. I'm looking currently at uh, Luke Garner to either Terrell May or Davy Mowali. Probably Davy Mowali. Mm. Not Luke. Did I say Luke Garner? Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't know about that move. Uh, Pele. Yeah, I'm, I meant Frank Mopelle. Yeah, Pele. Um, yeah. I'm thinking Franklin Pelé. What what's going to change? Their team's unchanged. Um, he's probably the first one of the first players to be dropped when people come back. Um, yeah, we we got it wrong. It's really just my admission there. We got it wrong. Yep. 
Um, VCs and Cs this week. Um, I'm probably, you know, I've got Turbo there for a loop. Um, I think if you just put it on Cleary, I, I want a ceiling player and I, I'm sort of half tipping a bounce back from Cleary. And also I want to go someone who I think can score a big, big daddy 100. So I'm going to VC Cleary. Um, and I'm going to go into – on double down on Teddy Ooh, for the captain. Hello. Yeah. Manu in the team. I reckon that they're going to bounce back in a big way, the Roosters. Uh, and I'm going to tip – so. yeah, I'm going to tip Teddy to um, score a couple of tries this week. I reckon he's and, – and actually, I like getting on someone when they didn't do as well the week before, so their ownership – the captaining is going to be lower. I, th- I imagine he's going to be much lower on the captain list. I think so yeah. after last week, people are going to captain Dewey, who I don't think is a terrible choice at all. Uh, people are probably going to captain Hopgood and stuff. You know, people are going to go, it's going to be a nice little pod week of captains, I reckon. And a lot of people yeah. that may not have an opportunity with a loop. I mean, if you went um, other players in the fullback position, maybe you don't even own a manly player. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I might look at, yeah, I can't really loop now, can I? Um, well, you got Turbo. Well, yeah, but my vice captain's Tedesco. Yeah. So that's the yeah. thing. That's the problem. So you've got to find a, a VC earlier than that so that you can still play Teddy and captain him if you want. You know, like... Oh, well, I guess I'll just have to vice Nathan Cleary. Yeah. Um, what a shame. Okay. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah, but I mean, that's a, actually a good point to put out with people is just see if you can actually do the equation you want for your VCs and Cs. And look, what's it got to be from Cleary for you to loop him? Because we've got Khan Pereira. Hopefully, Khan Pereira can score a try this week as well. It was close got, last week. Um, and there's also that guy called Franklin Pele. Yeah, well, I don't have him, so... Do you have him? I think you have him. No, I've got Moali and Ben murdoch Masilla as my backup front oh. rowers. I swear you had him last week when you saw he was named. You were like, oh, well, that looks in Franklin Pele. Like, there you go. Well, I thought he was going to be locked in for pretty good minutes. I didn't actually bring him in. I, I wanted I wanted oh. a Dragons loop um, in round one. Uh, the way yeah. you were talking about him, I could have sworn that you bought him. No, I anyway. didn't. I don't have him. But I, I am concerned about um, Carm Pereira for a loop. Um, but, I mean, if it was, say, 130-40, I'd probably I'd get on the loop calculator there from uh, – you know, the playbook or something and have a yeah. look and see if it works out all right. Um, what? Give me some bold calls. Three bold calls for the upcoming round. Three bold calls. And I'll all give right. you three. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the first one. It is an absolute doozy. Okay? Bryce Cartwright scores home. <laughs> Cardi party time. The Cardi party. He did all the nitty-gritty last week against the Melbourne Storm. They just grinded out. They tried to grind out again. They didn't quite get there. I reckon they play a little bit more expansive. Give Cardi party the license to Rome that he deserves. Bam. All right. Done. I'm going to go Joey Manu returns with a bang, and he's the highest scorer of the round. All righty. Yep, I'm going to say he's going to come back to come back with a flurry, and he's going to be the highest scorer of the round. All righty. Next one. <clears throat> and this is probably out of uh, personal. Nah, I'm not even going to do it out of personal. Friends. I'm just going to see where my uh, um, cursor lands and come up with a bold call from there. That's always the way to do it. So. Yeah, why not? Uh, oh, what's going on in here? I'll go, I'll go oh, my second okay. one. I'm ready for a second oh, one. Right. Nathan Cleary does not want to cop it on the chin, and he turns up. Ooh, ooh, I think hello. he's going to return. He's going to get Penrith Panthers 
away from having to start zero and two. It is a tough matchup, but I'm expecting Cleary to be the person that takes the team on his shoulders and has one of those games, which makes people regret when they haven't got a bit of VC or C on him. I've got a feeling in my waters that Cleary hurts people who thought he was dead last week and that Panthers are dead, and he's going to come out and get a big daddy hundred um, to burn people that didn't get a slice of him for their VC and C. I mean, seeing the, the first game on Cleary would be the ballsiest thing ever, I reckon. Yeah, it would be. He's, the, he's my next vocal. Jermaine Hopgood back-to-back tongues. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, he's certainly got the attributes for it. Yep, agreed. And I'll give you... Oh, no, nah, you go You go for your final one. All right. I'm going to say Luke Garner did not like getting a spray after the game, and he's going to come out and play what everyone thought he was going to play and play big minutes and score a 70-plus this week. Hey, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I will say that Sean Johnson, who scored 74 points last week, backs it up again and scores 75-plus to make Ooh. him a very appealing short-term cash grab. Mm. Well, there you go. So there you go. I Tri- believe it was uh, Bryce Cartwright ton, Jermaine Hopgood ton, and Sean Johnson 75-plus. Yep. Well, I've gone Joey Manu, the top scorer of the round, the chin for a big daddy hundred. I'm going to say a hundred plus, but I'm not. I, I think it'll be a big daddy one. And Luke Garner to you know to spray back a coach with a seventy plus this week. Nathan Super TLT is in the books. Um, I think the resounding attitude we've got towards this is that there's not a lot that's broke. Obviously, you're in a different um, you're in a different situation if you have a monster or you've got copped an injury. But otherwise, I reckon it's probably wise just to wait for another week because the options of what to do and who to sell and who to bring in look a lot clearer next week. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking, Supercoach. We'll see you on the Sunday night show uh, when we review the round that was. Okay, see you then. Yeah. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. This will be a miracle.